and welcome to the Puppet Playhouse Podcast, otherwise known as the PPP, or simply for short. Well, New Year's has come and gone, and I hope that you had a happy one and you got to celebrate and have a good time. Because, let me tell you, with what we've been dealing with for the past two years, we need some celebrating. And I got to tell you, mine was pretty good. I went to a friend's house and hosted an annual New Year's Eve party. And let me say, it's been two years since we celebrated, so it felt good. Now, did we do anything crazy? No. We watched some television, you know, had food and drinks and socialized. Nothing that's going to be earth-shattering to the world. But it was fun. It brought back a sense of normalcy since we've been having those parties for several, several years. It felt good to finally be together again. Now, the key there is that I could remember everything that happened because what you don't want is to not remember how your New Year's went. Because that's when you wake up on the next morning, New Year's Day, and what do you find but your phone with a message? And there's a video file of you dancing half-naked on the tabletop with a mop in one hand and a cowboy hat in the other. And you have no recollection of anything. So you're basically just like, please don't send this to anyone else. Would you delete it? And then the whole reason that they even send it to you is because we're not deleting it. We're sending it to everyone. It's Facebook time, baby. (laughs) And the one thing to always remember is that once it hits the Internet, it never goes away. Because though you can hit the delete key, trust me, it's probably somewhere If not on someone's device or their computer or tablet or whatever, there's some internet server somewhere that has that file, and it's never going away. So, that's why I say drink responsibly, because you want to remember what happened the night before. I mean, just take me for example. I can be a crazy, stupid idiot without alcohol involved so i don't need that and but you know not to say if you like your drinks that's fine just you know try to remember what happened so you don't have that video to wake up to the next morning or maybe like i saw one time two guys they come into the house not this this is a different uh, party different location but they come into this house and they each have a six-pack and what are they doing Well, they're having an argument over how long it took one of them to puke from the night before. And each one is adamant that they lasted longer than the other. Like, how much can we hold before we puke? I mean, come on. The fact that that's the highlight of the night, that we remembered how long it took one of us to puke. Yeah, you see, save yourself a lot of headaches by, you know... (laughs) kind of have a kinder, gentler celebration. (laughs) And now several of you have asked, well, how did Cleavon celebrate New Year's? Well, you see, Cleavon, he rented out the Cloverdale Community Center. And 
He invited all the local Bigfoot that he swears is uh, are living along the Natchez Trace Parkway here near where all of us live. And he was hosting, uh, what did he call it? The, the New Year's Bigfoot Fest, where he was inviting them to this festival in honor of Bigfoot. And he had all of their favorite foods and drinks and everything, but... Let me tell you, from Roscoe has told me no a Bigfoot showed up. Not even any Bigfoot hunters showed up, which goes to show you how much clout Cleavon has in the Bigfoot world. <laughs> Though I was told that afterwards, as it uh, neared midnight and there was no Bigfoot in sight, he took off to the trace and said that, well, if they're just, you know, too shy to come in town to the festival. So he was going to bring the Bigfoot Fest to them. So he loaded up a cooler full of drinks and hightailed it up to the trace. And, well, he still hasn't returned. But that's normal because he likes to uh, um, portray Bigfoot for all the people traveling on the trace. You know, uh, Cleavon's tall, has long hair, and when he takes off his shirt, he's a very, a very hairy. So from a distance, in the right light, he kind of looks like a Bigfoot. And uh, if you've been along the trace, you know that they have a lot of these uh, overlooks, places that are specifically designed so you can stop your car, get out, read the little placard, and you can take a photo of something tran- tranquil and nice and, you know, very nature-like. Well, Cleavon will sometimes get into these of into these pictures and, you know, just to kind of give people a thrill because he swears that, you know, folks are out there looking for Bigfoot. And, and if he can put Bigfoot in a photo, then they'll keep looking along the, the, the side road, you know, the roads of the trace itself, those little overlooks, and they won't be going into the woods to disturb their natural habitat. Yeah, well, it's Cleavon. What are you going to (laughs) do? So I hope that you've been able to start 2022 in style. I know that for me, it's been interesting because I live in the Deep South, specifically Northwest Alabama. And down here, snow is all practically a non-existent, right? The best chance I'm going to have of snow is to shake my head and flake off the tantrum. <laughs> but trust me, this time, Sunday night, we got snow. We hardly ever get snow. But we got three inches where I live. And I know people further or east of me got as much as six to seven inches. Now, all of you who deal with snow on a regular basis, you're you're probably chuckling right now. Three inches? Really? <laughs> that's that's a dusting where I live. But for us, that's a significant snow event. And that's when people come out of the woodwork. I mean, you get to see it now. Here it is, Sunday. And all the weathermen are predicting something. Okay. And that means everyone in town is like scrambling to the store because they have to stock up because there's snow coming. See, here's the thing. A weatherman could be very, very blatantly 
1,000% sure and say, there is maybe a 30% chance of snow flurries, okay? One, the chance of snow flurries is very minimal. Two, it's only flurries. Three, absolutely, zero percent, never going to happen. Hell freezes over first. We're not getting accumulation. And you can be that straightforward, that direct, and what's going to happen? Oh, all the public years is snow. So they rush to the store. and What do they do? They buy up and stock up. And you're thinking, okay, I get it, you know, that odd 1% chance that they are snowed in for an extended period of time. You stock up, they're smart. <gasps> no. Because what do they buy? They don't buy a plethora of goods to tide them over. They buy two things. Well, sometimes three, but typically two things. And what are these things that they buy? They buy milk and bread, and occasionally eggs, but mostly milk and bread. I saw a gentleman come out of a store, come out of a um, grocery store. He had 10 gallons of milk and like eight loaves of bread. And I'm like, you don't have like 10 kids, right? That's what I'm thinking. And no, he probably doesn't. So that begs the question, why? I mean, if I'm going to be snowed in, and I know I'm going to be snowed in for an extended period of time, but remember, this is 30% chance of a flurry with 0% chance of accumulation, yet I'm still going to buy. Well, okay. But if I'm thinking, well, the weatherman could get it wrong and I could be blizzarded in. <laughs> is that a word? Blizzarded? Well, it is down here. It's the south. All right. So... I might buy um, a lunch meat and to go with the bread, you know, some ham, some turkey, salami, whatever, some cheese, potato chips, you know, sandwich chips. I would buy some drinks, like some soft drinks, maybe some tea. I would buy um, maybe some condiments, ketchup, mustard, if I needed that. I might buy some um, canned um some vegetables, um, some green beans, some baked beans, you know, different things that would keep, even if, the, say, I lost power, I would still have food that could be fresh. I might buy some frozen food items, pizzas, um, hot pockets. I mean, the, the sky's the limit of what I'm going to buy. But that's not in the cart. It's only milk and bread. And I can see, I can hear this family when they get home and, 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 and they're snowed in, let's say. Hey, Mom, what's for breakfast? Oh, milk and bread. Hey, Mom, what's for lunch? Oh, milk and bread. Hey, Mom, what's for dinner? Milk and bread? No, honey, we're going to have something completely different. We're going to put the bread in the milk. Uh, yeah, yeah, you see? But even if you aren't snowed in, which is probably likely around here, okay, then you've got 10 gallons of milk and eight loaves of bread, and you're going to be able to eat that all before it goes bad? No. 
So what do you do? Well, you have to freeze it. And then, you know, in typical fashion, you'll forget it's there. And long after you're gone, someone gets the house, whether it's sold or 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 whatever, or a relative ends up inheriting it and they're looking in the freezer and they're like, what's the date on this? 2022? And that was 50 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wonder what will the people, what will, what will, what, what will our, what will they say? Okay. I mean, what will the people that come after us, you know, hundreds of years in the future, even, what are they going to do when they look back on times like this and are like, why does this person have so much milk and bread and there's nothing else in the house? Yeah, you know, maybe we should just do that just to stump them, like, let them try to figure that out. But anyway, we actually did get, like I said, three inches of snow. Now, the good thing is that it really didn't really do anything. Now, typically, when we get even an inch, it can shut the entire town down. One, because we don't hardly ever get snow. So that means people have no clue what to do with it, other than kids getting out and trying to attempt in an inch of snow to make some semblance of a snowman or have a snowball fight. Other than that, you've got all these people who are like, we are going to get snowed in. So they rush to the store and they stock up on their milk and their bread. And then they wake up and let's say they are snowed in and even more than an inch, like we got three inches. Or let's say, and this time, let's even add to the fact that, well, the roads are solid sheets of ice. So this person that spent all that time and energy and money buying the milk and the bread because we're snowed in, what do they do? They're the very ones getting out in the snow in their four-wheel drive, ending up in a ditch. I'm going to get out there in my four-wheel drive, drive around. But that's the same person who just the day before was buying milk and bread because I'm going to be snowed in for a month. And then at most, at most, you might be landlocked in your house for two weeks. Now, back in the mid-1980s, we had a major ice event here where we got so much sleet. And it was, I think, it was like six to eight inches of just nothing but sleet. Not snow, sleet. It shut down everything. I know I was out of school for two whole weeks. It was crazy. crazy. To the point that the uh, school administrator, the principal was like, we got to make this up. We didn't have snow days because we don't normally get snow. But he was like, well, we got to make it up. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to go on Saturday. So he told the entire school or the PA that we're going to have Saturday school. And the entire school said, no. And they said, we're not showing up. 
Now, I went home, my brother and I, and I said to my parents, hey, they're not having, you know, they're going to be having school, but nobody's going to show up, so we're not going to go. And my dad's like, oh, oh, if there's school, I know two people that will be there. My kids. Yeah. And sure enough, when that Saturday came, 90% of the student body didn't show up. Now, I don't know how they got by their parents by with that. Mine were like, oh, no. But, uh, yeah, only uh, a handful of people there. So the t- and, and the principal got over the PA, and he's like, hey, look, all these people that no-showed when I said they were going to have class, you give them zeros. And the teacher looked at us and was like, I'm not going to continue to teach for two people in my class and have to catch the other 20-something up. And I was like, sounds good to me. But little side story there. But yeah, but and that's an extreme case. Typically, only a handful of days are you going to be landlocked, if even that. But these same people that are like, I'm snowed in for days, so I'm going to buy my milk and my bread. They're out the next day on their four-wheel drive. And they're the ones that you see when you, if you have to get out, they're the ones in the ditch because they never learn how to drive on it. Well, I've got a four-wheel drive. I can drive on this stuff. No. Just because you have four-wheel drive doesn't make you a qualified driver to drive on ice and snow. But you can't tell them that. Well, luckily, since the roads this time, when we had that three inches, the roads were fine. They didn't ice over or anything, so there was no four-wheel drives in ditches. That doesn't mean they still know how to drive. It just means that, well, they didn't slot up into a ditch. (laughs) So anyway, I hope that your 2022 is getting off on the right foot. I know that mine is. I uh, I love snow, and I got a little snow. And I got to celebrate New Year's with friends, which I haven't done in two years. And, you know, Cleavon didn't get what he wanted with Bigfoot, but he's probably still out there on the trace, so he's kind of sort of getting what he wants in a weird way. So, yeah, that's that. So, hopefully, this is the start of only good, better, best for you in 2022. I know my 2022 is shaping up to be a very, very busy year for me as far as a future is concerned. And I do hope that I can begin helping with filming Steve Trash Science Season 2. If you've heard the podcast any at all before, you know that I advertise Steve Trash Science each and every episode. Why? Because I think the show is just that good. It is a science and magic show that you can watch on public broadcasting here in the United States. If you don't live in the U.S. or your local PBS station doesn't carry the show... All you need to do is go to pbs.org, pbs.org. That's the main PBS website for the United States. And search Steve Trash Science. There are 10 episodes of Season 1. You can also watch with Chromecast, Roku, Apple TV, or even download the PBS app on your favorite device. And you can watch it whenever you want. And yes, I'm the puppeteer on the show, and we hope to begin filming Season 2 
this year. But as I have said more than once, the wheels don't turn without money to burn. And we're looking for money. And it's tax deductible. So not only are you helping educate kids with fun science and fun magic and puppets and music and life lessons and everything else that goes with it. Hey, you're getting a tax right off the boot. So you're helping kids and helping your taxes. Or maybe you know someone or someone's, maybe a big corporation out there that has lots of money that they just are looking for that right project to throw money at. Maybe it's Steve Chess Science. Have them watch an episode or three of the show and have them reach out to Steve Trash, which you can find him on Facebook, Steve Trash. He's got a website, stevetrash.com. He's on YouTube, Steve Trash. There's lots of ways that you can find Steve Trash. And maybe you might could be a sponsor and we would love it. I mean, we're not Sesame Street yet, but I can dream big, right? <laughs> And as always, before I close, I want to thank Daybreak Digital Studios, who edit the audio for each and every episode of this podcast. They are professionals and know exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And if you have audio editing needs, consider looking them up. DaybreakDigitalStudios.com If they can't do it, they know the professionals who can. And trust me, they've worked with quite a few famous clientele in the past, so they know what they're doing. And if you like the audio, that at least what you're listening to, forget me. <laughs> you may not like what I say, but if you like the way I sound, thank Daybreak Digital Studios. And consider giving them a look for your audio editing needs. Well, that's it for this episode of the podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed hanging out with me for these uh, handful of minutes here. And as I said before, I hope that your 2022 is amazing because we deserve it. I have to believe that we are finally getting on the other side of COVID. I don't know that any of us thought that it would be over two years, but it has been. But that doesn't mean anything to me because I believe that it can only get better. It's better to be positive than negative. So that's what I'm going to do. So on behalf of everyone here at Puppet Playhouse Podcast, otherwise known as the PPP or for short, remember our motto, never goodbye, always good journey. Thank you.